the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio. This monthly program is here to give you the latest news and updates on what is going on at the San Diego Automotive Museum. If you have any questions, want more information, or you wish to donate to the museum, go to www.sdautomuseum.org. Again, that's www.sdautomuseum.org. For now, let's have some fun. Here is your host for San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, Dave Stahl. Folks, turning the page right here on FM 961-1170, The Answer. we got the San Diego Automotive Museum radio show in the house. Lenny just went out and bought an Impala for the museum. How tough is that? So we got Maria Romano de Leon in the house. She's a curator. Maria, how are you doing today? Great, Dave. How are you? Very good. This segment is whole hour, actually, is brought to you by Home Street Bank. Founded in 1921, if you need anything when it comes to banking, commercial banking, mortgage, lending, loans, residential construction, commercial real estate, financing, whatever it is, they can hook you up. 800-719-8080. 800-719-8080. So, Maria, are your tennis shoes on fire? Because I know you have been busy. We're so busy. Yeah, and it's been hot, too. So oh, my God. The rubber's melting, for sure. Yeah, I know. Your <laughs> tennis shoes are glued to the asphalt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we were going to have a really cool break this morning. It was like 66 in the morning when I got up. I, Ooh, this is going to be really nice. In fact, it was raining a little bit in Alpine. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Yesterday, too. Yeah. So you guys uh, have a new exhibit at the museum. What do you got? We do. It's called Bootleggers, A Trip Down the Whiskey Road. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So we're looking at the connection between um, the car modifications that bootleggers would do. Yeah, the moonshine cars. You know, the revenue agents. (laughs) (laughs) Which is how NASCAR got started. Exactly. That's what we're saying. A lot of people don't realize that, but some of those good old boys that would outrun the revenueers. Hey, let's just uh, go around a dirt circle and see uh, if we can beat each other. And and the vehicle modifications were pretty astronomical. They were amazing, and they also it's interesting too because of how um, you know automakers started to take notice of the modifications. So they would create cars with them already in them, and yeah. that's where muscle cars basically started. Exactly. And then later they'd use muscle cars for whiskey running too. So it really went full circle. So what kind of cars have you got in the display that that, that relate to uh, the moonshiners or bootleggers, as you like to call them? Oh, yeah. You know, we were kind of using it interchangeably, but um, moonshine is just the one with corn, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Was sort of regional, I guess, based on. So what kind of cars have you got? We have a we have a lot of Fords. Um, That was the famous whiskey running vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a 36 Ford Coupe. We have a Model A pickup. 
Um, we have a Model 68 pickup, okay. which is a more luxury car. Right. Um, actually, I think it's a 48. You have a 40 um, Ford? No, we couldn't coupe? get a 40 Coupe. Yeah, we got a 36 Coupe. Okay, but the yeah. 40 is, was the bomb. That was the one, yeah. That's the one with the V8, yeah. man, with that <laughs> massive rear trunk. I used to own a... 36 Plymouth that you could live they in that They love that trunk. big trunk. You yeah. can live in that trunk. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that got me is how they figured out how to get, outrun the revenuers and not shatter the bottles of moonshine. Do you know anything about that? What'd they do? I think they s- packed them in hay. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, I can't think of anything else they could do it. But I mean, and let's face it, these are dirt roads. These are not an interstate highway. No, it was I not mean, they smooth. did run on the interstate, but they mainly ran the back roads of tennessee and kentucky and yeah i know that is so cool i know they put it in different containers yeah well they had barrels and stuff well they had to figure out how to do it so that they wouldn't damage their their load because their load (laughs) was their revenue yeah totally and the revenuers always had to try to be one step ahead of the moonshiners so it was always a constant dog chasing his tail yeah totally we i learned from this exhibit actually that two-way radios started in this yeah in this uh era uh-huh and they became standard after world war ii and police cars because they yeah 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 and we're not talking two-way between the police we're talking two-way between oh, the revenues yeah, yeah, or the two-way, moonshiners two-way like both directions in, a, yeah. in the car yeah. e- exactly <laughs> well because you know you would you'd want to know if there was a revenue or you know, 10 miles down the road waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. So you'd know to take a certain turn and go here, there. We got a cool 47 police cruiser, too. Oh, do you yeah. really? Wow. Did you get a look at. Did you get that from the San Diego um, Police Museum? Uh, we got it. For, yeah, well, it had been there. Um, yeah. The yeah. guy, a different guy owns it. Yeah. 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 It's That is so cool. Yeah, I can't wait to awesome. go down and see it. We also have like a little prop still. Did you? I was just yeah. gonna say, did you make a still? Yeah, we did. We Is it workable? <laughs> I don't think so. You ought to see if you so can make you it work. Can't, you can't make any moonshine at the museum, okay, Dave? I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking. I can see you guys staying late. You know, but you know, back in the day, moonshine stills were a little on the dangerous side. You know, they they would blow up if you didn't do it just right. Yeah, I think the whole process was pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> like everything about it. But I think the end result was a benefit. You know, I mean, it really was because, you know, if you did 5, 10, 20, 30 gallons of moonshine, if you did it right. Yeah. I don't know. You probably don't watch any TV because you're way too young. <laughs> but there's a there's a history channel that has a whole hour dedicated to people coming in and competing, making moonshine. Cool. No, I didn't. I never heard of that. Yeah. These guys and these boys sitting up there talking about their moonshine <laughs> and boy, that's as sweet as can be and they'll drink it on 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 camera right <laughs> yeah and they're all tested it and oh it's, it's if you get a chance google it or find out where it's at i mean and it'll give you some history yeah because they do talk about the history of it and when you see that it's so funny like if you and i and, and, and somebody else was competing you had to do something to do an initial you taste it and if yours was better than mine you could go into the still room and you'd get all the brass that you needed to make a still you know a thumper and you know things i don't know what the heck i'm talking about but then they would make another batch and then they would compete and then they had to use they use fruit and they use all kinds of yeah and it's really educational and it's an art form i mean and these people take it dead dead serious 
It's really had a. I also learned from doing this exhibit that it has a real cultural basis. It's not just like a, they were making moonshine way before prohibition. Oh, way be, well, because it, they yeah. didn't have any other way to make money. Yeah, you know, they found that this and and usually this and moonshine goes as far back as the human race. Yeah, I mean it's leftover grains, right? Like is that's all it is. Need the grains and a stick. Yeah. And then, and then you have to, and then it's you know the the art form, and it's and and that's I truly look at it as an art form. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's no different. Like say you barbecue. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, whisk, whiskey tasting is really popular. So. Yeah, it really. It, I just didn't know moonshine had like subtle flavors or anything. No, they got yeah, it goes all over the place. Some of it will. Wow. <laughs> I got to put my headphones on because I think Brent pop pop those headphones on for a second. Because I got a feeling Brendan's going to have a tip for us. Oh, I was just going to say, during my honeymoon, we went to plenty of moonshine brewery areas, and we tried all sorts of ones. Like, I, I know wow. it's going to sound gross. Pickle moonshine is actually very delicious. That I actually have to say. does not sound gross. That's no, oh yeah. Really I, I, where'd you go? What state? Uh, I went to Tennessee for a surprise. How yeah. awesome! Yeah, it was really, really awesome. So I would say, and. Uh, Surprisingly enough, the one that I le- like the least because I really want, I love banana, but banana moonshine stinks. It's really? awful. That seem like no, it does not mix like at an, all. Uh, no, that doesn't know, sound the, the stuff that I usually hate actually tasted the best, like peach moonshine. Peach. I don't like peaches at all, but they taste so good. So, what did you stuff. learn by going? Because you didn't just taste it. You must no, have we actually to... made it too. Yeah, yeah. We went to the actual distillery area and we actually made our own moonshine. That and that was so really, cool. really awesome. Yeah. I think we still have a jar of it at our house. I'm not sure. I'm, we might have gotten rid of it because <laughs> it's been a while. So, well, but you're... still, it was a cool experience. So, and uh, what prompted you to go to a moonshine distillery <laughs> yeah. on your... Dude, when you have that opportunity right in front of you, you are going to take that up well, in a heartbeat, I think, because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm so, never going to do it over here in California. I'm yeah. never going to do it in Arizona. Yeah. So, so you got to come to the auto museum to see what their display is like. I am so interested in going over there to take a yeah. look at it for sure. Because it's truly, it's truly an art form. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, you know, really, when you come right down to it... All right, I'm taking these headphones off. It's if you have something to say, put your face. It's warm in here. So, so I mean, do you have like a storyboard, something like a little history of moonshine in, in the display? So we have it. It's like a just a narrative background that's okay. talking about the right. evolution of auto modification in in this context. Gotcha. Um, because I think a lot of people just. A lot of people didn't know. I didn't actually really know that much about it. Well, you wouldn't. I mean, you yeah. know, you're still a young child, and you know, <laughs> moonshine is way before your time. So, do you have any mannequins? You know, like in a bib overalls with the crumpy hat and the no. Corn- we do have a little. Um, we do have a little moonshiner hat. Do you really? <laughs> actually, we we found a really cool thing. One of the um, pickups that we got. Yeah. Is. Uh, it's painted with the logo of this motorcycle club called Moonshiners MC, and they were founded in in L.A., like in Compton, uh-huh. in 1934 by a guy that was like a former moonshiner. No. Yeah, and they're in still Compton. around today. Yeah. In Compton, of all places. <laughs> and he was doing it in Southern California. <laughs> he no. kept making money the way he knew how. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> that is because you never think of moonshine in compton no and i knew you know there is some exchange i would say with the in terms of auto modification always between um like the california hot rod shops yeah 
and the guys doing those moonshine modifications. But um, I didn't know, I'm, and I'm sure there are more really yeah. direct connections like that. But. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. This is a great. This is a great. So you got to start coming in all the time because <laughs> you come in with some awesome stories. This is San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. San Diego Automotive Museum Radio found this is taken care of by Home Street Bank. You know, whenever you hear uh, radio shows and they all have sponsors, it would really be nice if you would at least go into that sponsor, thank them for help keeping radio shows like ours on the air. Home Street Bank totally understands what the Auto Museum is doing. You can call them at 800-719-8080 for financial advice. They can take care of all your banking, mortgage, uh, residential, commercial, you name it. They can do it. Insurance products in, within the industry. That's Home Street Bank. They've been doing this since 1921. 800-719-8080. We got Maria Romano de Leon. She is one of the curators at the Auto Museum. How long have you been working there? Uh, since 2020. You're an oldie. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Are you one of the senior uh, curators? Yeah, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I am now. <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> so we were talking about the latest uh, display, which is uh, bootleggers, as as Maria likes to call it, and it's 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 very informative. And I think if you've ever wanted to learn about the history of whiskey, really, and bourbon. Because there is a difference between whiskey, bourbon, and brandy. I don't know if you know it, but a lot of the moonshiners would actually make brandy not so much bourbon and whiskey. But because I I don't drink any of the three because I usually black out and never know what the (laughs) hell happened by the the time I come to. But Brendan can probably tell you more about it than that. But and, and I think it's part of our history. You know, if really if you really want to dig into how people mainly back in the Ozarks and the mountains who didn't have a a viable way to make a living. Yeah, they made it pretty good living. Yeah. And I mean, it it kept going after Prohibition was over. Very much so. It was still kind of an economically depressed area. Yeah. Well, it is because. Okay, Maria made her moonshine. Probably had a cute name for it. I made my moonshine. Mine would never be the same as yours. Yours would never be the same as mine. So it's kind of like, you know, you gravitate to the one you like the most. So you end up 
making a living. Yeah. You know, it's like being a cook. I mean, that's what the distillers like that we know, you know, like Jack Daniels or something. They all got their names from like having a certain blend, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. And they don't change it. Yeah, they don't do like Coke and change their change their ingredients, and then Coke goes crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll give it back. Here, now we got real Coke back. And, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, never don't mess with the product. You know, once you've got it figured out, just kind of leave it as it is. Yeah, true. Wow. All right, so you got the gala coming up. Yeah, we do. For I heard it's pretty 30th. much sold out. It's basically sold out. Um, I think if. If anyone's interested in seeing if it is actually sold out, we have our website SD Auto, and it'll tell you whether you can. And yeah, I don't know if there's any tables left. I got a feeling. I think there might be some single tickets left. Yeah, otherwise, so Lenny wouldn't put a table on the roof. (laughs) Hey, you don't know who you might be sitting. You don't know who you might be sitting with. That could be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely someone that loves the museum. Yeah. I guess I'm, I, I don't know what I was doing. I must have been at the moonshine display because I'm volunteered to come help out that day. So God only knows. So I told Lenny, I, I said, now that I've stuck my neck out, what are you going to make me do? He said, I'll have something for you. So God only knows what I'm going to end up be doing. You could, you could hang out by the moonshine display. Oh, there you go. I could do samples. Yeah. We, we got we to gotta have a competition. There you go. That, yeah, BYOM. Yeah, that, I like that. I like that. But and, and and what people don't realize what that whole gala is about is to help keep the museum alive and well. Yeah, I mean the the gala is for our operations. So it's yeah. for all our programs. We have tons of really great education programs. Our exhibits count as programs too. Yeah. Um and we do change them, you know, mm-hmm. where we got a lot of stuff coming up this year. Um it We got helps. the STEMS program for the kids. Yeah, we have uh it's was called the vocational education program um that was a really big success this year it was our first year it's, it's still a lot of kids oh, enrolled in it there was a kid at kusi saturday that went through the program oh really already and he was so <laughs> enthralled he couldn't stop talking about how great it was. Honestly, I would hear about the field trips and be like, can I go? Yeah. <laughs> I volunteer. Let me go. Let me go. I know I'm too tall, but I'll go. I'll go. Let me yeah. be a, let me be a, 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 what do you call those people that take care of little kids? Uh, I don't know what they call them. Camp counselor, babysitter. Babysitter. I think that fits to a T. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and you've got a good lineup. you got uh, Paul Rudy and... Uh, uh laura finney are gonna host it yeah yeah she hosted it last year pregnant oh really dude she was like weeks away oh man but she was so dedicated to the museum she went her and she came down there all with that little bump yeah that girl man as soon as she had that kid she was right back to her normal size i've never seen anything like it in my life that's pretty hard to do that that's pretty hard to do (laughs) i would think so what else you got all right so next coming up too we have um we are opening a little mini exhibit called The Legacy of Heinz Geitz. A what? You know, it's going to be about Heinz Geitz Outer House in La Jolla. Oh, okay. So he's like a really early, you know, um, German car. Right. Guy. Importer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, but we are also getting, as the centerpiece of that, um, his 1955 300 SL going Mercedes, which is really... <laughs> It's a lot. Have you seen them? It's so cool. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, you just set 55. Can you imagine they designed that car? 
with the doors that came up. It's so cool. Yeah, it really is ahead of its time for sure. Have you tried to get in it? No, I'm not going to touch it. Because you imagine, because you have to go across a sill, a door sill. Yeah, it's got to be two feet wide. Imagine being in a dress or a yeah. gown and trying to slide across that and then plop into the seat. Well, he and his wife definitely drove in it together, so they're, wow. they're in and out of. And that. they used to race the snot out of those cars. They yeah. just would beat them to death at the racetracks. That's so cool. I know. So that's going to be, what color is it? Silver? I think it's silver, yeah. Geez, I wonder why I guessed that right. Wow, you knew. Geez, funny thing that Mercedes-Benz colors has always been silver. Yeah. So what else you got? So then we're also doing an exhibit on um, the Highwayman. Uh, I know that guy real well. Tom Weller. Yeah. Yeah, so he donated one of his cars that he modified for his. And you um, know what kind of car it is? He's on the road. Do you know what kind of car it is? I can't remember which one. It's we got. a 1954 Mercury station wagon. Oh, okay. That used to be an ambulance. Yeah. And he gutted it from the driver passenger seat back, and he carried everything in that thing. Yeah. Because I live in Alpine, and he used to run from El Cajon. To Alpine, and he would run up on and, the eight, right? Yeah, and yeah. he would run up and down the freeway. Well, he had a repair shop. I mean, I don't know how yeah. he did both, but he'd run up and down. And if he seen a vehicle broke down on the side of the road, he'd pull over. Whatever they needed, he took care of it and would not take. He didn't charge. He'd take donations, but never made a big deal out of it. And he did that for years. Yeah, really long. Like, but I think he ended like up with. Years. I think he ended up with two or three of the cars because i think a couple of them got wrecked that's why i was one of the one we got has like a wiring issue so he can't drive it anymore Um, oh so he don't well which is fine yeah Yeah, Yeah. which we don't need it to yeah we don't need it to work (laughs) but i think didn't i if i'm not mistaken i think he told lenny that the guns have to go with it because i think it has a rifle in it or something it was an airsoft rifle so we're gonna see if it's like okay to display the way it is and he always had his dog with him yeah we can't put the dog in the car you get a stuffed one yeah because it really is part of all the pictures you gotta get a there's not it can't be a dog yeah i know (laughs) and boy he loves that dog man oh man oh man yeah i know i had him down to kosi a couple of times oh cool yeah i mean because he's just such a nicest guy you have a chance to talk to him yeah he's so he would always say like you know i just did it Tell people to pay it forward, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I know. I mean, he's like your grandfather. Yeah. Just the nicest, <laughs> nicest guy. Had a heart of gold. And, uh, yeah, there was a situation where, you know, anything I could do to, to help him out, you know, we did. All right, let's take another quick break right here at San Diego Automotive Museum. When we come back, I got a feeling Maria's got more for you right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. folks welcome back to san diego automotive museum radio brought to you by home street bank founded in 1921 home street bank offers consumer and commercial banking mortgage lending loans for residential construction commercial real estate insurance products services trust me they are phenomenal west coast in hawaii 800-719-8080 800-719-8080 
719-8080. We're talking to Maria Romano Deli Own. She's a curator at the Automotive Museum. We've been talking about all the different displays that are coming up. And before we go to admission and what have you, let's talk about the library. Oh, yeah. That has got to be one of the gold stars of this museum. It is. We have. How's it coming? It's almost done. This week, they're taking down the front of it, the front. Oh, like, what they've been cover, hiding? Yeah, um, which is great because I need that space for stuff. <laughs> Get that thing knocked down. <laughs> Hurry up, you guys. And then I think in the next couple of weeks, they're opening the inside, and then we got to unload everything. Now, they're not even, the, and then, which I, it just gives me a headache every time I think about it, is you're going to digitize that whole museum. Yeah. It gives me a headache, too. Are you going to get that job? <laughs> Are you going to get that input job? Well, what? I'm going to supervise it, and Peter's going to do it. <laughs> Peter is our assistant curator. So, ah, see? <laughs> yeah. There's something always good about an assistant. Huh? Yeah. Here, you do this. I'm going to just make sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got... It's going to be a big project, though. Well, I like I was telling you, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, has, I mean, because I was in his office, and I mean, stacks this high of books. That's so cool. And I'm thinking, what are you going to do with those? He goes, I don't know. He's kind of grumpy. He says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I know exactly what you're going to do with them. I said, yeah. you are going to donate. If I have to come up with my truck, load them up and take them to the museum, we're going to donate them. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Actually, anybody out there that has any, um, any anything unique, rare, old, even if you don't maybe think of it as um, historically valuable, we might. So just... Let us know. So how good are you at pulling things out of people's hands? Because I've got a couple of books that I'm not really wild about giving, but I know you'd need them more than I do. So if you're really good about pulling them out of my hands, I've got Model T, hardbound, hardbound Model T books on how to do this and how to do that. Well, you know, Dave, that's just taking up space at your house. You should bring it so where the public can enjoy it. You haven't seen my house. Have you ever watched American Pickers? Oh, is it like that? It's like that. Well, it's <laughs> funny. Sounds like you should get rid of some stuff. Hopefully my wife is not listening, but I just found a 1942 Philco radio that wow. works wow. for $85. Nice. So I said, "How much? What, what's it, what are the dimensions? <laughs> 30 inches. So I'm out running around before I came on radio. Ooh, if I move this, put this over there, this will fit. So I'm going tomorrow to get it. Well, that sounds like you should give us some of your automotive books. Well, you're get it off your hands. You are gonna. I know. I even have an owner's manual for an Austin Healey bug-eyed Sprite. Oh, how cool! And that was my car in high school. So (laughs) that's another one of those. Come on, Maria, pull, pull. Okay, you got it. I know. People, people need them, though, you know? I know. Well, it's hard see, to find books like that. I now. think the thing that, that's so great about what you're going to do is they're going to be online as well. I mean, you can still look at the books. Yeah. You can thumb through the pages. You can't check them out. It's not that kind of library. But if you say, man, I could sure use a copy of the wiring diagram for whatever. Yeah. Then you could just, you know, burn off a copy and say, there you go. Now you can do it. I'm sure, you know. I don't know anything about the charges or anything, but who cares? If you're dying to have something that helps you do a restoration, yeah, you know you're gonna you're gonna do it. Well, I feel like you could. Um, How many square foot is that library going to be? Do you have any idea? I can't remember. That's a trick question. <laughs> Sorry. Is it bigger than it's your a house? Couple thousand. Yeah. I was gonna say, is it bigger than your house? <laughs> I think it's bigger than my house. It's big. <laughs> it's got some offices. We're gonna have like stacks in the back and a reading area. It's gonna oh. be really nice. 
overstuffed couches with low easy. lights. Yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Chuck P- uh, Spielman. You know, he did a, a for, oh, yeah. you know, Chuck. Yeah. So for a while he was, he had a shop within his warehouse that did vehicle restoration mm-hmm. so that he had a reading room for his techs so that they could read the books before they went out and did big 1920s and 30s overstuffed couches. Wow. You know, Tiffany lighting. I mean, heck, I, said, I couldn't go in there. And he goes, what do you mean? I'd be asleep in 20 minutes. I says, I wouldn't get any work done. But it was absolutely beautiful the way he had it done. But that's what Chuck does. I think ours is kind of minimalist compared to that. So. Well, you don't want the we people. We don't want anyone sleeping in it. You don't want anybody living in it. Get, no. Come on, get your stuff and get out of Dodge. Yeah, I know. That's that's going to be awesome. I, I just really can't wait to. You always want libraries kind of cold, right? So people are, don't fall asleep. <laughs> no, I want them to be nice and cuddly and cozy and yeah. So, what else you got coming up, or is that, or what else on the? Because I know you're still working on the kids' corner. I think that's not done yet, or is it's it? It's open. Um, it's not in its like final iteration, but it's it's actually really cool. Have you gotten any of the simulators? Uh, we have the one. Sim- no, we have one simulator that's like the paid one. Yeah, um, that's not in the kids' area. Uh, have you tried it? I haven't. Oh, you big chicken. Yeah. You just don't want to get beat up. I like playing the 90s ones. Oh, do you like the (laughs) 90s? In the kids area, because then I win. Yeah, see, (laughs) I knew there was a reason for that. But girl, after my own heart, hey, if you got an edge, take it. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't go to Dave and Buster's very often, because these little rascals, they beat me hands down. I can't believe how good kids are at video games. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding? No. unbelievable. Yeah. They just pick it up, and they're like... Yeah. And they're like, done. What, what happened? Yeah, how, how did you beat me? I mean, you ha- I mean, I haven't even started yet. Yeah. All right, so. We just have, like, you know, uh, admissions promotions and stuff. Oh, yeah, Monday, what do you got? Monday, actually, is the last day of the Blue Star program. What's that? So that means it's free admission for all active reserve, National Guard, and Coast Guard enlisted. Oh. Um, plus five dependents, so they could bring their whole family. Wow. Yeah, but it's the last day for that is Monday. And then we're going into first responder month. Um, that is uh, all first responders plus four family members get in free. And that includes police, fire department, paramedics, EMT. Now, what day? Is that one day a month? No, it's the entire month. Of So the entire yeah. month of September. Any day, yeah. Wow. Even the weekend. Even the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's right, because you're open, what, six days a week? Yeah, we're only closed on Monday. All right. Um, you going to be open tomorrow? I think we are open tomorrow. Because it's... Because it's Labor Day, yeah. Long, yeah. long weekend. Yeah, I do have some. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> what are the hours? Well, I'm not working tomorrow. What are the Oh, <laughs> look. Yeah, because you're working today, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are the hours of the museum? So we're, uh, we open every day at 10, um, and our, we close technically at 5, but the last admission is 4. Okay. All right. So, how successful do you think that ice cream box is as you go out the door of the museum? You know, Dave, it's unbelievably <laughs> successful because. And you know, Lenny will sometimes even. Sometimes I go down there and they don't have the kind I want. See, know? and Lenny yeah. will tell you he <laughs> was he was against it. <laughs> really, he was. When he goes, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you have an ice? And who, what's the girl's name that runs? Brandy. The, Brandy looked at him, and you know how Brandy is. We're leaving it. Yeah. And it's turned out to be extremely successful. You know, there's no snacks on that end of the park. And well, it is a long walk up the hill to oh, the that, main park. And you can't eat in the museum. No, so it's always people leaving. 
and then they, much. you know, and another one I was totally against what they did in front of the museum with all those tables. Dude, really nice. it is the best. <laughs> it, you know, I can't believe somebody in government actually did something that made sense. Yeah, and it, it's. Like, so pleasant to sit there, watch the planes. I know. You nice breeze. Have your lunch. <laughs> yeah. Or I have an ice cream. It's really, you know, it's really popular at night, too. Like, people skating, oh, families hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's like a really huge improvement. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm glad you bring that up because everybody's scared to death to go anywhere now at night with all the thugs. And, yeah. But for some reason, Balboa Park is just like an oasis. Away yeah. from all the insanity. It's really, really popular still in the evening. Yeah. Um, Oregon Pavilion 2 always has people at night. Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. that that was going to go away, but I guess they're going to keep it now. Or have you heard? You mean the Starlight Theater? Yeah. Oh, I think, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond your purview. Well, it's just some, they were, there's always like, someone's going to buy it, and yeah, then nothing happens. Like well, the Santee Drive-In is going to go away. I, I'm so bummed about that. I am too, but it's not going to happen until next year, so yeah. I look at it. As we have a year to save it. Yeah. Then the, the only other one is like down in Chula Vista. Right? Do they still have that one? I think that's the only other one. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. My, my little bobbing. You ever see a bobblehead? That's Brendan. <laughs> that's with, I watch his head. No, again, just I was just shaking my head. Yes, that's great for radio. Just shake your head. Yeah, you know, I know. not even yeah. communicate. You're like a nine year old. That's it. Are they I was, still I was having a? They still have it down at Chula Vista. Yeah, uh huh. They have that drive-in still opened and everything. So, but still, it doesn't. Uh, still, the Santee one is pretty sad to hear about that. December 31st is the last day it will be officially open, as they say. But like you said, it's possible that. It could stay if we put in enough business, possibly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Or with buy the, it from the buy it from the owners. And, yeah. Well, and, it's a real estate company. They're going to be building a um uh like a corporate course. business there oh, of some sort. I know the brewery has made a public statement saying that oh we're for that we we want to get that drive in out of the way for sure. Oh, uh, BNS. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They've made a public statement saying we would rather have the corporate business because those guys go on lunch and they'll make us money. In the end, you're you know? not supposed to drink during the week when you're working. Come Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. No. <laughs> and then the other thing I was going to mention is uh, I know the swap meet's a completely different thing, apparently. I thought the drive in and the swap meet made a partnership of some sort, Mm-mm. but the person who runs the swap meet basically rents out the space. Correct. So he's got to oh. find another space to see. And do even with Charger it. Steve, he does a automotive swap meet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he now he's trying to find another. No oh, has case. he announced that he's trying to find another spot too? Oh yeah, he knows. Okay. I know. Well, and when they got rid of Qualcomm, that was the worst thing they ever did because that ruined a lot of. You guys aren't they getting rid of Sports Arena too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are getting rid of it. I heard so that another company just like bought. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, they just signed a contract with a company to renovate it. Is what they said. Oh. I which I was like, thank goodness that place needed a renovation like twenty five years worst ago. Worst acoustics. Ever. Yes. Yeah. If you try to listen to a band in that place. And oh, by the way, a little silence. I don't think, and also, I don't think they clean those seats. I mean, it smells Ugh. like dead fish everywhere in there. <laughs> Will you know? stop it? It's Sorry. also really, uh, doesn't have good AC. No, really it doesn't have good AC. It's got terrible sound effects. And which, bringing that up, hats off and prayers for uh, Jimmy Buffett and all his family. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. You should play yeah. some Jimmy Buffett music. I should. You know, I'll, I'll find some Burger in Paradise and Margaritaville somewhere. Yeah, there here. you yeah. go. <laughs> I, I, okay, I can take my headphones off. My head's sweating again. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll close, because I think, are you all done with paperwork? 
Yeah, I'm done. You finished it up? I finished it up. All right. Well, then I guess we'll just chatter away when we come back. San Diego Automotive Museum, Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, hey, welcome. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This is San Diego Automotive Museum Radio. You hear it once a month. But if you missed a show, since uh, Maria did such a phenomenal job, you can always go to the website, and they download it on their website so you can take a listen. Also, a big shout-out to Home Street Bank. If you're looking for a bank to help you out with commercial banking, mortgage lending, consumer loans, residential construction, commercial real estate, financing, and insurance products, then you need to give West Coast or West Coast Home Street Bank a shout out. 800-719-8080. 800-719-8080. And while you're chatting with them, thank them for supporting the San Diego Automotive Museum radio show. We got Maria. Romano de Leon on line and on air in studio. She pulled the short straw. Uh, Lenny couldn't make it, so she showed up. I love it. I know. Well, we have we always have fun every time we get on air because, and I think I can I, I can honestly say that's one of Lenny's strong suits mm-hmm. is hiring the right people. Oh, great! I really do. I Make every sure you tell him at the gala. I will. How great I am. I mean, I will, and I will tell him afterwards too. I'll say you're done. You're not coming in anymore. Your Sundays are shot once a month. So what? It, so we have a few minutes. What did you do before coming to the museum? Were you um, in museum? Yeah, I worked at the Peterson Automotive Museum. Uh, you did. Yeah, even though I am from San Diego, I didn't live here for like ten years. I was offered the head job up at the Peterson. Oh yeah, and the I go executive director. Yeah, and I said, "Wow, what do you pay?" And he says, "30." He says, "35 thousand a year." Oh God! He says, "35 thousand dollars a year." I'll probably spend that in gasoline driving up and back, up yeah. and back, up and back. What year was that? This is back in the nineties. Wow! Yeah, they opened in '94. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's. I don't like the outside of the building. Do you like the outside of the building? The new one. Yeah. I mean, they have to compete on Wilshire Boulevard. I don't love it. I don't love it either. But I, but I've been. <laughs> it to, is what it is. And I and I love the museum. They do a phenomenal job. Yeah. They're a little too. I don't know how to monochrome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, we, we're our museum. Yeah. yeah, our museum is more warm and inviting. Yeah. There's more color for sure. Yeah, and it's it's you yeah. feel better going into it. You know, it's there's that, also this idea like you know how they put all their cars on platforms. Yeah, that's it makes it a little bit like standoffish. Don't yeah, touch. Yeah, a little bit less involved. Um, whereas a cool thing about automotive museums is that it's a living culture associated with it. Yeah, you know, and so it's like in an art museum, you have to struggle with relevance. Right. A car museum is yeah. very relevant to everyone. There's a museum up in uh, oh I can't El Segundo. And yeah. it's the driving museum. Oh, yeah. The, it's the automobile driving museum. Right. And every Sunday, they drag out two or three cars, and for a couple of bucks, you can go for a ride. Yeah. Don't they have the Model T driving yeah. class there? Well, it's funny you should say that, because if you're a NASCAR fan, uh, Joey Logano, who drives the 22 car yeah. uh, for Pennzoil, 
he was there one day, so they invited me to come up, and I came up and got my little interviewing, you know, device, and and he says, hey, let's go for a ride. I think it was a 1918 uh, four-door touring car. Wow. <laughs> Man, he was hauling butt around the streets up there. I go, what the? Tur- turns, talent, turns out he owns one. <laughs> and they have an ice cream, a vintage ice cream parlor, and he was scooping ice creams for everybody. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So let's go. Let's go over that the the pricing again for events because I think that's you know we kind of just skipped over it. But for people like first responders, yeah. Now Monday is the last day of the Blue Star program, okay. so that is free admission for all active duty uh, troops, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes Coast Guard and National Guard and five dependents. Wow, that's amazing. It's a good deal. And then Tuesday starts up. So then September, all of September is the first responder month. Okay. So that's EMTs, police, sheriff, fire department, paramedics, um, all get in for free plus four family members. So what do they have to do when they show up? Just show an ID card? Just show an ID card, yeah. Okay. Don't have to come in a uniform? No. All no. starched <laughs> no. with their shoes shine. If your shoes aren't shine, dude, you're out. Yeah, you're sorry. We look at the shoes. Are you kidding? They do too. And they're, <laughs> they're, officer, they're, they're commanding officers. I used to hate to spit shine my shoes. So that's cool. Well, yeah. and it's just a way for them to give back to the museum. Yeah, you know, um, Brandy, who's in charge of our operations, is really into giving back to the community in right. that way. Yeah. yeah, I know. She's the one that came up with the ice cream machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite that's ice cream? That's that What's her your favorite ice cream that she doesn't have in stock all the time? The um, Haagen-Dazs bar. It's like the two chocolates one. Oh, I know. I've gotten in a half. I'll get that one. It's got, so good. I, I got to stop at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Because I'm trying to lose weight, so I don't buy ice cream at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. But the so wife you only buy it at the museum. So yeah. the wife and I go to dinner, and then I'll be driving by the, the Chevron station, and she goes, gives me that look. I go, well, okay, so I'll go in, and I swear I get the two two Haagen Dazs ice cream <laughs> bars at like three hundred dollars a piece because it's at a Chevron, <laughs> right? It's at a Chevron, and we go home, and we're like little bunny rabbits sitting on the couch nibbling away. And her rule of thumb is if you take little teeny small bites, it'll last longer. I mean, that's kind of right. Not me, man. I'm it wolfing that. I'll wolf that sucker. It's got to have the nuts on it. I got to have the nut. Oh we have that one all the time. Oh, I may have to take yeah. a run back down there. <laughs> I know. So you got so many great things coming up in the museum. I mean, it seems like every single month you guys are doing something totally different. It's totally literally new. every month there's a new thing going on. And there was a time where the museum would only do things like quarterly, which isn't bad. I mean, you know, but when people know you're changing it monthly, yeah. they're going back. Well, because it like might a miss snowball something. Effect, right? Like you start doing more stuff, more people notice, then you get they, more engagement. That's right. And and you know, it's like yeah, you don't want to change it weekly because, you know, then boy, you get inundated, but and then the yeah. then the library's coming on strong. Yeah, so that'll open um I think I don't know what the date was for that, but I know they're opening at least the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. at least if you came by, you could see sort of what it's going to look like. Yeah. And it is it's really amazing. I've walked through the an unfinished interior yeah. and it's a completely different place. Wow. yeah and i hear you're getting aerial conditioning i don't know that cannot happen soon enough you don't <laughs> i don't know what day it is because i don't want to get my hopes well up. i know they got a grant for hvac <laughs> which is ac and everything yeah um it's like i i think the hold up is just like there's a lot of supply chain issues right now no really yeah. 
Yeah. All the supplies are locked up at Walmart. You have yeah. to go get them out behind <laughs> the glass enclosures. Well, I got to tell you, Maria, this has absolutely been a blast. Lenny does a good job, too. I really like Morgan a lot more than Lenny, but they do a really good job. But, <laughs> the Hot Wheels expert. Yeah, yeah but you got to be careful what you go tell them because, I mean, you really do a really good job doing this doing this show and you represent the museum very very well i have to tell you that thank you (laughs) i haven't quite figured out the t-shirt yet (laughs) the last bookstore it's a bookstore in downtown la is that a bookstore what what, i mean what is the oh it's the zombie hands oh are you a zombie girl i just you know it's cool yeah i'm into cars it's already a little like post-apocalyptic downtown la so no kidding (laughs) i don't know if i'd wear that shirt downtown and by the way folks if you're in a situation and i hate to even bring this up in fact i'm going to go look at a truck monday where this lovely lady's husband passed away Mm -hmm. and it's it's a 55 chevy tubbed with a ls2 and all that not done and she needs to get rid of it (laughs) so one of the things i'm going to do is suggest that she donates it to the museum. That would be great. Then you guys will give her a tax write-off. Yes. You know, unless she's hurting for money, I haven't quite. But I'm just that's going to be one of my things. I'm going to go talk to her about because if you have cars, trucks, boats, trailers, anything automotive, mm-hmm. like if you go to your husband's garage or your wife's garage, because there's some real gearhead women out there. Yeah, totally. And one of your one side is passed on, and you don't know what to do with all this stuff. The museum will take every single bit of it, and they'll either sell it to yeah. help motivate the museum, mm-hmm. or they'll put it in a display, or or they'll use it for a project. 501c3 it's a total write-off you can help keep the museum alive and well Mm -hmm. and depending on how much stuff you give them you know they might even put your name on the wall as a as a donator (laughs) a lot of stuff but i would like to add to that books and yes uh, i hadn't got there yet auto parts manuals yeah all that clothing clothing yeah we actually just got a really cool clothing donation of like a victorian driving jacket well i got that kind of stuff too I went, and I think I told Lenny, of course, that means he's going on another road trip. <laughs> it's um, it's a museum in Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, boy. That's a road trip. That's a, But you <laughs> should see this museum. It's all brass. Wow. And he, the guy couldn't keep the women in the museum. You know, the men would stay there forever, but the women... Yeah, all right, come on, honey, let's go. Come on, honey, let's go. So what the, what the owner did is he went out and got 70... 1900 to 1920s gowns, dresses, yeah. driving jackets, hats for women only, and, and, ma- the cars. and mannequins. They have mannequins from the 20s that look just like real people. They oh, were all handmade. Cool. Kind of Twilight. So zone. now, yeah, I, I knew you were going to go there. So what they've they've done is they've mated the the, the mannequins and the dresses with the cars yeah that's great actually that's a really good idea now they can't get the women to leave yeah because it, it, they augment each other totally so cool that's i mean cool. it's really 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 cool yeah so all right so i'm trying to think of the name of that museum in fairbanks alaska doggone it. but she could google it she'll figure it out the other thing they have too is they also have a, a hotel that you could be sitting there enjoying yourself you know Having your coffee and all of a sudden a steam uh, Stanley steamer will go drive by. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, there's just one one of the dresses. Wow, I know it's all beaded. 
That's incredible. From the 20s. With that Art Deco car. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, cool. it's just, and I told Lenny about it, and so I, so he was all fired up about it, so I don't know. Oh, this, is it the Fountainhead Antique Auto? Fountainhead, I knew. That's, I love people that know how to do that. Check this one wow, out. Wow, wow. That's look incredible. At the, look at the car in the background. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, and to think all of these dresses were handmade. Just like the cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean they just they just they just wanted to figure out a way to enhance um I mean, oops, everybody says this is creepy. I don't think I don't think it's creepy, but that's the mannequins. It's a little creepy, but it's actually <laughs> but a you like mannequin. Creepy. Yeah, I love creepy. You like dresses, creepy. Yeah. But I mean all made from all from all that's from That's an sc- amazing dress too though. No, I know. Yeah. But to think all of that's handmade too. Okay, you gotta tell Lenny you gotta go to Fountainhead. Yeah, make him. But go in May or June when it. Yeah, go in May or June. Oh, and they also have little uh, uh, hotels there. Nice. That are all replica. Yeah, it's whole thing. All right, that's been fun, kid. I enjoyed every minute of it, folks. Go down to the museum. You're gonna love it. Once a month, donate. You can do automatic donations or just donate. Doesn't make a difference. Keep the heritage alive. All right. You ought to know is coming up next right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.